Foreign Concept, the unapologetically black podcast. Sorry, sir. What, do you say I must go home? Sir, I'm going home to Brixton later. <laughs> I'm going home to Brixton. Sir, sir, when you eat, sir, why am I here? Sir, I was happy. You asked me why I'm here. I was happy at home in my own country in Africa, swinging from tree to tree, speaking the Uga Buga, Uga Buga language. A white man came to me in Africa and he promised me a world cruise where I will not have to work long hours. And my mother, my, my friend, when we were in Africa, when we were in Africa in the trees, we saw the white man below us stealing all our resources. My mother said to me one day, let us go back to England and get it back. <laughs> we arrived at England, Heathrow Airport. The immigration officer said to my mother, how long are you here for? She said, as long as my gold, diamonds, uranium, titanium, cobalt, oil, copper, iron, lead, silver, rice, coffee, cocoa, tea is here, I am here. We stopped permanent resident of the United Kingdom. If you listen to my last podcast, you would know that I had some strong views on why black people shouldn't be joining any of the European armies. So a reasonable response to that would be, well, if you don't like it here, if you feel you're not getting treated the same as everyone else, if you feel you're not getting the same opportunities to become successful, then why don't you just go back to your own country? Well, my response to that would be, this country thrives as a result of colonization. If we look at it on a wider context, if you didn't steal our natural resources, you wouldn't be known as Great Britain, as you like to call it. You're the only country in the world that praises itself within its name. If we look across the pond, we'll see the Americans, even they're super strange to me, but even they don't call themselves Great USA or Super USA. So the first thing you'll need to do is humble yourself because any nation that doesn't use its own resources is going to struggle. So imagine you hardly have any natural resources, so you go around the world, you steal, you murder, and you destroy the country's identity, and then you have the cheek to turn around and say, we're better than you. Why should we go home when this country thrives as a result of what they have taken from us? I should have the right to criticise a country that's systematically oppressing my people. As a Congolese person, I will happily go back home when I get my reparation from the money you have made from the cult and you have stolen from our land. Since 1996, over 6 million people have died in the Democratic Republic of the Congo, so that we, in the Western world, can benefit from its resources. Congo is extremely rich in gold, diamonds, copper, cobalt, tin, uranium, coltan, and many other precious minerals. Congo has 64% of the Earth's coltan, a precious mineral that is needed for our modern electronics like iPhones, iPads, computers, laptops, PlayStations, Xboxes, Nintendos, jet engines, inkjet printers, and the list goes on and on. Reparation is definitely something that we need to be talking about as a community because I'm sure we are entitled to so much. Everything that's taken from us, like I've mentioned Colton, but there are numerous types of minerals that are taken from Congo on a daily basis without the locals knowing what they're actually able to do with those materials. I think it's very important for people to look at things from a different perspectives. Do you actually think that if these countries had complete control of their natural resources, they would be known as developing countries. Do you think I'll be wearing a jacket in the middle of April in my motherland? The simple answer to that is no. 
I'll be thriving off my melanin. I'll probably never come across racism because you know when the sun is out, everyone's in a good mood. So imagine living in a nation where it's constantly sunny, so the vibe's always going to be on point. If I could go back to a country where our leaders value humanity over money, I would happily do so. Going slightly off topic, I know a lot of people voted to leave the EU as they thought as soon as the Brexit deal goes through, all the foreigners were going to disappear. Well, I'm going to give you a reality check. That's not going to happen. If you really want foreigners to leave, then you need to look at your government and all these corporations that we value so much. What the government is failing to tell us is that they actually need migration to keep happening so that they can keep stealing and oppressing these so-called developing countries. Like, we all know that migration usually occurs as a result of people being desperate due to like the living condition and the limited opportunities they have in those countries. I'm not going to say lack of opportunities because Charlemagne, the God even said it himself, opportunity comes to those who create it. Migration also happens because of the fact that a lot of Africans think when they come over to Europe, all the problems is going to disappear. We have this notion that Europe is heaven. There's a French rapper called Kalash Criminal who says, That basically translates to stop telling Africans that Europe is heaven. The images that's portrayed on social media and on TV only helps to promote this propaganda that coming over uh, to Europe all your problems will disappear. When you're posting your snaps on Snapchat and you're bawling out, African people are only seeing you enjoying life, but they're not see, they don't get to see the nine to five that you do or the 12 hour shifts that you do every day. In order for white supremacy to sustain its dominance, other races must feel inferior to them. If as a people we keep thinking that coming over to Europe is gonna solve all our problems, then we're on the right track to failure. If you really have a problem with foreigners, then you need to channel that energy on finding out why the government and some of our favourite corporate businesses are working hand-on-hand to ensure that these African countries never become self-sufficient. This then creates that never-ending migration culture where people think that by leaving Africa, all their problem will be resolved, like I previously mentioned. If we as a people come together, regardless of race, investigate leading companies such as Apple who need Colton for the use of iPhones and MacBooks and so on. So for example, imagine if Congolese people actually owned what was rightfully theirs and as a result decided to do business with Apple, then we would be in complete control on how much to charge them and therefore they would be at our mercy. As we've already heard, 64% of the world Colton is based in Congo. They don't want that to happen. It's easier for them to just pay off a few uh, corrupted officials or even the president and then have complete control of the mining industries. So it's imperative for us as a people to come together and question these companies. We need to see what they get up to when we're not there with the locals because they're probably taking advantage as far as I'm concerned because there's no way on earth that a million pounds worth of Colton is leaving Congo every day and the people are still struggling to feed themselves. This obviously suggests to me that there isn't a fair trade going on because there's no way a million pounds worth of Colton can be leaving a country 
only for the people of that land to still be struggling. So what I suggest is we start to question the government and these corporations that we value so much because almost everyone I know has an iPhone. So we need to ensure that there's some sort of fair trade going on where the money made from the sale of Colton is going back to the local community, whether that's in Congo or anywhere across the continent. Once we can come up with a system which ensures that everyone gets a fair trade in regards to the exchange of goods, then you will notice that a lot of people will not want to migrate over to here, even though it's a brilliant country, I must say so myself. You will see that the migration problems that we have will probably start to decline. If you look back to ancient history, you'll see that African people, we were happy in Africa. We had our own culture and we had our own way of living. A lot of people will argue that, well, you're not really doing anything with your resources right now, are you? And I can just see a lot of ignorant people, they'll probably still think you wasn't doing anything with those resources until we came over and took them. Well, my argument to you is you don't know that because history is written by the side that wins the war. And also... Your argument of not doing anything with the resources is invalid because right now we're too busy focusing on how to survive instead of thriving. So to my Caucasian listeners, next time you think, ah, all these foreigners are taking our jobs, look at the deeper issue, which obviously involves some sort of corruption at various levels. If you're a good person, you should be able to recognise when something is wrong, regardless of race, gender or sexuality. So this isn't an attack on the average person who probably doesn't know that the system is also against them. The UK has a structure that only benefits the elites. If you don't believe me, just look at politics. When was the last time someone from the working class had power in this country? Tony Blair, David Cameron, Theresa May, what do they all have in common? They all attended elite schools that the average person doesn't have the culture capital to be able to attend these institutions. Foreign Concept, the unapologetically black podcast. When you Europeans arrived in Africa, I am 40 years old. You spent 400 years in Africa. I've got 360 years left in this country. And if you don't like it, you can fuck off.